And we move forward greatly because the next guest on our, our show, we're going to preview the, the WA Derby or Derby, whichever you know side of Whatever the Western Australian like, yeah. border you're on. <laughs> uh, and, well, one of the superstar and legend um, of the game for the Mighty Eagles, two-time premiership player, 177 games. Wow. Um, was one of the best uh, footballers West Coast has ever produced. And uh, that's Chris Waterman, and he joins us. G'day, Chris. G'day guys, how are you? Oh, I couldn't be better, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, now it's 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 a huge event. Usually, this Western Australian uh, Derby or Derby, um, but uh, this time around, is there has there been any word about it? <laughs> there is a little bit. It's it's not the massive game that everyone was hoping it would be. It's the start of the year, that's for sure. But um, oh, there's a fair bit hanging on it. There always is amongst the two teams and. Right now, the bookies have got West Coast at four bucks, coming off a one-point loss to, to Essendon. I would have thought there was a bit more of that with maybe Bargain. one or two players coming in, but uh, Fremantle probably deserve to be favourites. They played, they've had a better year, even though they they fell apart there for five or six weeks. But um, overall, I think their squad is a little bit stronger with with, with bodies on the ground at the moment than what West Coast are. Did, did you expect a season like this? From the Eagles, I mean, we all, you know, sort of at the start of the season were um and ah in whether they should have retired their, you know, mm. sort of legendary players, you know, which they're doing obviously now with Shuey and Hearn, and and I'm sure there's a few more to come. But you know, did you expect this going into season 2023? No, I didn't expect it to be this bad. Um, um, when we're talking derbies, you go back to the, the first derby and halfway through that second quarter it was just a an absolute car crash happened and three or four guys went down with massive injuries and that just turned the season backwards in terms of McGovern and Hen, uh, Klein Ryan and I think there was one or two others I can't remember who they were but it was a it was a turning point for the worst for West Coast and from there on they just lost more and more players and I've only just really started gaining their services back well, that's right. I mean, as, as, a, as a legend of the club, has it upset you at all that they're, that they're this bad? And um, you know that you know we've had, we had Quinton Lynch on a, you know a couple of months ago, and he was saying that the only thing that he wanted from the club is you know sort of effort, and, and you know it's some of the games or most of the games this year they haven't shown that. So I mean, have you been really disappointed as an ex you know legend of the Eagles? Um, uh, look, I think. I think the injuries took its toll and I think for about five or six weeks there after that game it was well, what just happened and um, potentially there was probably wasn't enough if you talk about guys retiring last year probably should have started last year and potentially not enough game time going into some younger blokes which which caught them out in the middle part of this year um, and their hands have been forced and in the long run it might be a blessing in disguise the young Noah Long looks like a good prospect and Fortunately, Jimmy's out now, but he's, he looked a bit cooked in the end there too, but he's got some game time, young Hewitt's got some game time, so... Um, but the, after that derby, there just seemed to be more and more guys mm. going down, and, you know, Shuey was in and out, and Bunga had a couple of uh, niches here and there, and so it was sort of three out, two in, and it just wasn't... wasn't they weren't, weren't getting it right, unfortunately, off the field with their injuries, but so that, that, could, that just couldn't be helped, to be honest, so... But I think it just, um, I think it just wore everyone out, and uh, they just couldn't. Some weeks just couldn't put put a uh, put a fight in, which was disappointing. But um, uh, well, it is what it is, and it's you know nearing the end for them. Thank God, I'm, they'll be all looking for the finishing line now. Oh, yeah. But uh, 
the last few weeks, you know, got a win against North and a better referee against Essendon last week was probably showed a little bit, of, a couple of glimpses of the future, maybe. Chris, where would you like to see West Coast go from here? Do you do you want to see them go to the draft and and really bring in more youthful talent, or do you want to see them trade perhaps some picks and get in some older guys and and go from there? What what would you like to see West Coast do from here? Oh, I think they just you know when you look at Adelaide a couple of years ago couldn't could barely win a game and look where they are now it can turn pretty quick. Mm. Um, you've got to remember this you know Oscar Allen and Dom Sheik didn't play a game last year. Not the Campbell Chesser. You know Dom's had a couple of little injuries this year but Oscar's had a full year and gone pretty well you would have thought <coughs> on the back of Missy Campbell's just starting to get a bit more game time mm. as I mentioned Jimmy Hewitt and Long there's three out of last year's draft you got another draft in three months or four months and then another one after that in 16 months you know if you get the three or four picks right this year and the two or three next year there's, there's your 10 or 12 players that can fill the holes that are just starting to appear now with with, Shuri, with Boots and Bunga retiring and maybe a, potentially a nick in the next 12 months or soon I'm not sure but um, I think there's still a bit there and it can turn pretty quick you've got to you know Jake's been pretty crook and he'll, he'll be okay mm. with him and Oscar and Dom and those middle tier guys there's a few there that um, are ready to take over those leadership roles I think so it, it, it can turn pretty quick not to a premiership threat straight away but at least turn the corner and start heading north on the ladder mm. Yes, I mean, it is amazing. I mean, we've—I mean, I've definitely grown up in an era where West Coast were absolute powerhouse, mm. and you know, from the east side, it's just—it is—it's unfathomable in my mind that um, you have had had a season like this. I mean, back, back in—you know—we'll get back to your career and um, your journey. I mean, you—you you couldn't stop playing finals at the Eagles when you started. No, we were disappointed when we finished eighth. That's <laughs> <laughs> we were always looking forward to uh, playing finals. And, but we had a good core group to, to start with, right from sort of 88, 89. All the blokes I came through with, and by the time we get to 1990, Nick rolled around, we were pretty hardened and, and ready to go. So so I think there's a group there that can do it. I mean, it's you, you never stay down for long. I mean, North have gone through a bit of a rut now, but I think that might even turn in the next... 12 to 24 months they're going to hit the draft as well and it looks like they're keeping a hold of their young blokes so uh, I think the draft's the way to go if if you've got the three or four picks inside 30 you just got to take them and if there's you know know, I think if if someone like a Grundy is is available I think West Coast would be mad not to have a look at him even though he might be 27, 28 whatever he is he's probably got four or five years to hold that position down and um, if Nick if Nick can't get up and if Nick does get up the two of them would become pretty formidable I would have thought but someone like that maybe you look at just to add to your middle middle core group but uh, in general you go to the draft get the best players you can and and and, and, and go from there Yes it is I, I want to go well, I actually do want to talk about your, your footy career Chris and amazing journey that you had a two time premiership player best clubman in 91 can you tell us the first day that Mick Malthouse walked into the door and <laughs> Uh, you remember his first messages to the to the group? Uh, not at training. We actually met him down at the hotel when he first flew in and got the job. It was at mm-hmm. Steve's Hotel, which has been knocked over and rebuilt down here in Netherlands. Uh, the, the chairman, Murray McCormick, he still owns it. So we had a get-together down there. I, I remember meeting him, and I, I still remember shaking his hand and saying, and I was a bit injured. We, we spoke about that. So the first, the first time we all met him, it was okay. It was in a light sort of mood, but... Um, it wasn't long before we we realised he meant business. You know, it was pretty warm on the track over here, and 
November, December in Perth. Yep. And um, there were some pretty hot days, and he was pretty unforgiving about the weather. He didn't really care. He's up in cold Melbourne, so he knew, yeah, it was hot, but it didn't stop him pushing us pretty hard. It was probably the second week. I think he started belting the orders out pretty quickly, and uh, we, we knew he meant business, so oh, yeah. he clicked us in the gear pretty quick, and he was. He didn't really stop like that for five or six years, and then that middle tier group sort of, of the older guys started turning out, and a few young ones that were Pundas and the Bruins and the Gehrigs and started coming in. I reckon he probably mellowed a little bit there and started changing the list around mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was incredible. I mean, rise from a footy club. I mean, we see the Gold Coast Suns at the minute and the, the lack of success they've had, yep. uh, not playing finals. But it was sort of immediate for the Eagles, wasn't it? Uh, straight into the competition and str- really competitive from the outset. Um, and then obviously, you know, that '91 season when you went all, you nearly went all the way, playoff in the grand final. Probably, sh- in hindsight, should have should have won that grand final. But the two premierships you did play in and 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 win uh, it w- the sides that you played in, it would have been incredible just to run out there every single weekend, knowing that you know the, the blokes that you played with were just going to go hard at it for the whole two hours. Mm. Yeah, well, as I said, I played, I played the state juniors, well, particularly in mm. 85, I played the Till Cup back then it was, which is a national under-18s now. Um, and I, there was myself, Peter Sumich, Guy McKenna, John Warsfold, mm. Paul Pios. So we started playing juniors with and against each other through the mid-90s, and I think just after, we, we actually won it for WA for the first time, and just after that, Louis McKenna, who was only 16, made his league debut for Claremont a couple of weeks after. And Chris Lewis was in that team as well, and he made his debut later that, that year as well as a 16-year-old for Claremont. And this is back before the uh, Eagles started, obviously, so the, the Waffles was a pretty strong competition back then. So that group of seven or eight or nine guys came through, and then we get to 1990, and, and Dean Kemp and Brett Hetty pop up in the draft, along with Peter Matera, they were a year younger than us. So there was, and then a year after that, picked up Mitch White, Len Jakovic and Ash McIntosh who was just another year younger than them so there was a core group of 12 to 14 or 15 players that were all within two, two or three years of each other that formed the nucleus of that team really so yeah. and run it, you know, running out was well it was pretty good fun really you run out with Warsfold you just got no idea what's going to happen I mean we always have a beer and laugh about it now because he never gave us any inkling of what he was going to do he was a he, he was more active than words he never spoke a lot was you yeah uh, uh, he just do uh, there were some days Mick wound him up against someone said okay just keep an eye out for this one we know who he's going for but then <laughs> other day nothing said and you're going up the race going alright who is it and when, when's it going to happen and if you got the 15 minute mark the first quarter nothing's happening you sort of look around and go what are you doing with you built someone yet there's no one on the street what's going on you know so you, you're on your toes the whole time but yeah. generally something happened in the first five minutes and that was his way of saying boys I'm going for it you'll come with me but he just loved doing it Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing listening to those stories. Hey, unfortunately, like Chris, we've literally run out of time. It is um, amazing. Just want to get your tip on the derby. Uh, who wins it? Oh, I think Freo will win, but yeah. I think it'll be close. I'll, I'll probably have Freo under 20 points, I reckon. Oh, right. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you giving us some of your time, Chris. Um, it's been amazing. Good on you guys. Thanks for having Cheers, us. Cheers, Chris. Not a problem.